Welcome to the CF Stories Podcast, where we take some time each week to get to know different members of Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. Our community is filled with people from different walks of life, from doctors to teachers to business owners, who all have unique experiences to share. This is who we are, and these are our stories. Once again, welcome everyone to CF Stories We are sharing a part of our series here about creativity. And this episode, I sat down with a friend, a dear friend of mine, Louis Torado, who is the founder and, well, you'll see, he wears many hats in this, of Connection Productions, which is a community theater company that came out of Christ Fellowship. We're going to talk all about his history in the theater, how he has put these productions together, and the process of creativity that goes into producing a massive theater play, a theater show. He has a ton of experience that he's sharing. This is his story. Here we are for CF Stories, another episode here. And I'm sitting across from a man who is a dear friend right now. We're continuing with our series on creativity. And we have Louis Torado right here. Louis Torado. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of this interview for CF Stories. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me to, to uh, be a part of the podcast and share some stuff. Good, good. Yeah, we're going to share a lot. We're going to share a lot about creativity, the creative process, the artistic process. In this episode, we're focusing on theater, the theater arts, acting, performing on stage. And we're going to start with you. So tell us about yourself and Christ Fellowship. So um, I started, um, you know, I've been in the church for most of my life since I was nine years old, um, going to, you know, at that time it was Calvary Tabernacle. And we met up, we used to meet at uh, East Jersey Street. And so I was nine years old. And, and I remember the first show we did, um, it was, uh, the first show I did was a show called Oh, What a Love. It was, um, it, was, uh, it was at the Ritz Theater. And I was nine years old. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with, um, you know, of course, it's you know, at nine years old. It's it's great to to experience like the live, the audience, and things like that. But what I what I really enjoyed, even at that age, at nine years old, was the process of um, coming to rehearsals, um, the um, just the grind of it. I, I know it sounds you know for a nine year old not, now. In hindsight, I, I I don't think I saw it as a grind, right? But now, as an adult looking back, um, I I enjoyed that part of it. The rehearsals, the 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 repetitiveness of it, the the changing things from to this to that, um, and the process of you know this you know sitting around a table just reading a script to um, being in front of an audience with lights, music, costumes, um, and all that. It's I, I really really enjoyed that even at that age. So did someone ask you as a nine year old? Hey, you want to be in the play? How no, did that process start? It's, it's interesting because um, it's always been a family thing. So it was actually my mom. All right. My mom, she was, um, she loved singing, acting, all that, even from a young age. But she grew up in a very um, old school Pentecostal home. So because of that, she wasn't allowed to, to do shows, to be in, high, in the, the school shows and things like that. So even at a young age, um, when that opportunity was given to my mom to be part of an Easter show, mm-hmm. 
Um, she did it. So because she did it, I was part of it. And my sister was a part of it. And my brother, actually for that show, we were all involved in it. It was a family thing. It like was a family thing. And, you know, all from all my siblings, we, we all ended up um, enjoying it and, and loving it. Um, I was the one that kind of stuck with it um, and kind of took it to where I, I, you know, as a profession, you know, I went, I studied for it and things like that. But yeah, my whole family um, really loved it. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was that one, that kind of thing where I was kind of brought into it because my mom did it. And uh, but yeah, because of it, I, I the, the, the theater bug bit me and I was hooked since then. And now going from then. So you're nine years old, you're in the church play mm-hmm. and, you know, plenty of children all around the world mm-hmm. do church plays, mm-hmm. Easter play, like you said, Easter, the big holidays mm-hmm. and things like that. So you got bit by the theater bug. You said you're nine years old. Now, what was next then? Was there the next Easter play? Or was there some other opportunities that came up? Yeah. So when I was nine years old until I would say middle school, um, it was just the Easter shows uh, and the the Christmas shows and things like that. I had no formal training. And then uh, once I started getting to uh, middle school, uh, an English teacher, she wanted to put on a show in school. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. So we did it. And, um, you know, looking back, I don't think she was formally trained. Um, she, she was, you know, just an English teacher trying to put on, uh, you know, uh, a show and, um, but again, I enjoyed it. And then when I got to high school, um, that's when I, I think things really changed. There, there was definitely a shift in everything. Um, you know, and, and, you know, looking back at my, you know, childhood and things like that, I always noticed that God always put people in place that, that saw that drive and, and, um, I guess talent. Um, cause I, I was literally, you know, in, when I was in school, I wasn't the most, um, I wasn't the best student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't the, the kid that was, you know, prepared, you know, with everything, you know, coming with unzipping his book bag and taking out his bag with pencils and erasers. Shout out to that kid though. We love you. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I was that kid in, in the, in the theater. Right. I was that kid in the theater. I was that kid who, who came to rehearsals, um, after school with um, their binder, with a highlighter, with a, a pencil, not a pen. That's right. A pencil, pencil with an eraser. While the other kids, you know, for the most part, not, not every kid, but the most of the kids weren't. The most of the kids kind of saw it as like an extracurricular activity. Um, some of them took, took it serious, but the teacher saw that. And, you know, I remember there was a teacher in high school. Um, you know, she, I was in the choir and she saw, she said, you know, Lewis, you have this operatic type voice you know, um, why don't you try this type of music, which, you know, she wanted me to be an opera singer. If it was up to her, she would have wanted me to be an opera singer. But uh, she saw that, that the, the talent, of course, but more, because I think part of talent is not just the ability to do it, but part of being talented is the work that goes behind it. That's, mm-hmm. that's you know, just like professional athletes. You know, you could be talented, but if you don't put in the work into it, you hear a lot of athletes saying that you don't put the work into it, it's, it's meaningless. And right, I think right. it's like that with the arts. And, um, so she, you know, after school we would stay and she would help me do vocal exercises and things like that. So that was my training at, at that age. Um, and then I had certain teachers that, you know, in, um, certain teachers in, in the drama and acting that, you know, they're like, as a freshman, they're like, Louis, you know, you're in the beginner drama. What, what period is your lunch break? Do you want to come into the, the, you know, the advanced drama class during mm-hmm. your lunch break? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm going to, I'll skip lunch to, to have more of an opportunity to, to learn the craft. And that, that's what I enjoyed. I, I didn't, the, the, the performance part of it, yes, is great, but I just, I love the, the, um, 
the 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 process and the rehearsals and the working at the craft. So so yeah, I, to answer your question, at nine years old, the church thing was like my outlet. And then when I started getting to high school, I started doing shows and just surrounded by teachers, educators that that saw that in me, that poured into me. And um, you know, to the extent that I, you know, um, I had one teacher, it was my senior year, and she was like, Louis, I, I, I want you to audition uh, for Boston Conservatory. Ooh, wow. Um, you know, she, she was an alumni of Boston Conservatory. And I'm like, you know, at that kid, I really didn't have anyone giving me direction. Um, you know, she was one of the people. And I was like, well, what do I do? Okay, just hand in, you know, your, your, you know you take your SATs, do that, you know, do all that stuff. Uh, your transcripts. And you have to prepare this monologue, these two songs. And All right, how do I do that? And she kind of guided me to the whole process. And, you know, she met me in, in New York and she took me to, to the studio where the audition was. And, you know, it was things like that that, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, God, you know, um, you know I didn't get into Boston Conservatory. I, I didn't have the grades um, to get in there. Um, but, you know, just how people were just put in place mm. to help guide me um, to where I am now. And, um, that helped cultivate that talent. So you didn't have any idea of what conservatory training was. Did you have any point of reference for any of this? N- not really. Um, all I knew is I, I remember when in in um in middle school people would ask me like, "Hey, Alex, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I want to be an actor, and I want to go to Juilliard." And the reality what is, I, say? I, they're they're like they looked at me weird. But the reality is, I didn't even know what that meant. You know, like going to <laughs> Juilliard. You know, I just. I just know that, you know, like Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer graduated from Juilliard. Um, <laughs> but I had no idea of, of what conservatory training mm-hmm. was. Um, I didn't even know where Juilliard was. I just knew it was in New York. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't know that stuff. But once I got to high school, I kind of knew, um, you know, she kind of prepared me saying the things that you would learn at, at, um, at these conservatories. So that's, that's how it was. Um, but yeah. Well, shout out to the teachers. I'm biased. I'll yeah, that straight definitely. Up. They, you know, some of these teachers um, were, especially in high school. Um, if I, you know, now looking back, they're not the ones that taught me the most, like as far as like the craft, but they're the ones that helped cultivate that passion, mm. that drive to do it, which then kind of slingshotted me to to do other things in in the future. So you said you didn't get into Boston Conservatory, mm-hmm. right? Now high school's over. Mm-hmm. Where were you going? So actually, high school ended, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do theater. So I was like, I don't know about I, this I, anymore. I was like, I want, you know, I was, you know, I, I didn't have much direction, like when it overall mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, so part of me wanted to go to the military, and I wanted to go into law enforcement, and and all that. So I actually took, um, I my after high school, I, I went to UCC, and uh, I wanted to. Um, with criminal, ju- I wanted to do criminal justice, and that's, I was that's Union County College. For yeah, those of us uh, outside Union yeah. County, New Jersey, and uh, I was miserable. I was miserable. I, again, I just hated the classroom setting. So, um, I did that, and then I auditioned for AMDA, which is the American uh, Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York. And they have two programs. They have a program just for acting, and they have a program for musical theater. And I auditioned for that, and um, I got in. And um, from there, I. I studied it very, very intense. Um, I, I re- there's part of me that loved it, mm-hmm. and there's part of me that hated it. <laughs> the part of loved it was again the the rehearsals. That part, the part that I hated was the academic side to it. Like 
for example, um, you know, if I'm doing, you know, a, a scene, um, I love learning the music and um, performing it and being in, in, in rehearsing it with my partner and all that. But I hated the having to write a paper on the history of the show. Like for me, that had nothing. For me, that didn't help me at all well, yeah, performing. But I know it had to be done from right. an academic standpoint. Right. So like that's what I loved, and I I hated about that. But that makes sense. I mean, it's it's hard for people any post secondary after high school education. People tend to want to just jump into the mm-hmm. main meat and potatoes of whatever they're going to study or mm-hmm. whatever their intended career is, which is understandable. That happens a lot. And then to do all this other stuff is like, uh, I just want to get to the to the real business of things. And I get that. I can understand that. And you know what? Now, in, in hindsight, I, I see why they did it. Because mm-hmm. now in directing, um, it's important to know the history of something. Um, you know, whether it's you're doing a play and it's a period piece. And you need to know what the style of acting was at that point. Um, whether it's vaudeville, whether, you know, whatever it is. You need to have some background in, uh, of, of what the show calls for mm-hmm. in order to do it so though i didn't like it at that time i mean it, it's definitely it's helped me out now i mean and, and i know that i had to do it um, i wouldn't I, I not doing it the way i did it then but you know you you take you apply those things that you did learn in the process of of doing that and using it into um, directing a show and putting a show together now when you were there were you in productions no, so the way Emda works is that you're not allowed to do any productions while you're training. In okay. fact, if they find out that you audition um or even get a role, like you're literally literally um kicked out of the school. Oh wow. That's um, that's that's, yeah. a, that's a hard line. Yeah, so so they they um I mean, during the summer, um if you want to audition for a show, you can, you can do whatever you want, which I didn't. But um, if you audition and do shows while you're training, they 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 don't allow that. And that's actually um, more common than you might think it is in conservatories that while you're in school, um, mm. while, while you're actually in school during this time that you're there, um, they don't recommend for you to audition, especially for professional stuff. Was it hard to do? I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, and I, and, well, I think I know the answer. You were in productions in high school, mm-hmm. right? And then going into that environment where you couldn't do performance mm-hmm. was that a hard turn or were you or did you understand you no, understood no, no, it you, you actually learn. you did do performances but what what the the training was um is that you could deconstruct everything okay so you, you you instead of doing a whole show you're taking a scene a, a, a 10 minute scene and you are deconstructing it and analyzing mm-hmm. it and breaking it down and going over it and changing different things and and um trying experimenting and um having classmates like look at your work and digesting it and breaking it down. I mean, so in some ways, though I wasn't performing a full blown out show, you're performing scenes. Right. And you're having people like analyze, like your your whole classroom, the way they did it, you're just doing a scene and you're just having a classroom just critique it, of course, with the professor there. And, um, you know, in, in some ways, I, I enjoyed that process more than doing a show again because I love the process. So to to be in in a classroom, that this is one of the things that I loved about it, the to be in a classroom and just do one scene and just breaking it down mm. and and just um, it, it it's awesome because you you realize the potential in a scene in a show that it could you could you could do it one. You, there's no one way of doing it. There's so many different ways of doing it and so, so many different ways to interpret a scene, a show, 
um, a, a character, mm-hmm. um, movements, um, and, and all that stuff. Well, we're definitely going to talk about the artistic process of direction and scenes uh, later. We're definitely going to talk about that. Let's just go to you were at AMDA, and now when that part's over, right, um, you come back to New Jersey, I'm assuming here. Yeah. Come back to New Jersey, and then you mentioned before coming back into Christ Fellowship. Yeah. So, so what happened was is... Um, I, so uh, after I, I got back, so my mom passed away while I was at AMDA and um, it, it really destroyed me. Cause like I, I said before, uh, my mom was a big part of w- why I, I, I did theater. She was like my biggest fan. Um, she was at every show um, like and all that. So once that part, once she passed away, um, I kind of came back to New Jersey and um, I moved out on my own, so I, I had to work. So I started working in a restaurant. I was a waiter, just like a lot of actors, quote unquote actors. Um, <laughs> I was a waiter, and um, had you know, that day job somewhere. Yeah. So as I was doing that, you know, I kind of got sucked into that industry, and and I kind of disconnected for so for years. I didn't do any shows, anything. Um, part of it was to, um, to to that was part of grieving for me. It was so, it was so strange. Like the far, fact that, that I didn't do a show was like, I didn't want to go there, mm. you know? Um, so, so I, I, I kind of disconnected with theater for, for a while. I did that. And then, um, um, you know, I was, I got into a serious relationship, which that took a lot of my time. So it actually took, um, so, so when I ended that, that, that relationship, it took that for me to kind of like go back to what my real passion was. It's like almost like it was, a, it was a tough breakup. And um, I, I went back to like, Alex, this is what you need to be doing. Mm. And I remember I was 25 years old and um, I picked up that music book and I started making phone calls and I started con- reconnecting to voice teacher, a voice teacher that I trained with at AMDA. And um, um, I started meeting up with him, so um, doing voice lessons, and um, he started kind of motivating me to to kind of get back into it. And the the kind of the the thing to go back. And at that point, I wasn't going to church. I kind of, quote unquote, as what Christians might call, backslid. Backslid. Um, yeah. I'm a, so so I kind of stopped going right. to church and things like that. So um, what was it was um, I had a, a, a friend. Um, who I knew at church at the time, and uh, um, shout out to uh, now Kathy uh, Caro, who at the time was Kathy Garcia. She reached out to me because there was an audition for Rent uh, for a, a theater group that she was in, and she was like, "Hey, um, you know," she called me. I don't know if she called me Alex or Louis, but because my middle name is Alejandro, so some people call me Alex or Louis. She was like, "Hey, um, so there's an audition for this show. Uh, do you do you want to?" be in it and i'm like i haven't done a show in a while mm. but, but I, I i guess i'll go so right. I, I again i i didn't have any headshots like i again i hadn't done anything for a while and i went in and you know i kind of downplayed my resume i just kind of like i had to like rush through it so i didn't put everything that i was in okay. um and i i gave it to to um gonzalo who was the director of the show and i did the song and he looked at the resume and like I'm like, wait a second. Like you says that you don't have, you've only been in 
like two shows. I'm like, look, was, I explained to him. I, I rushed through <laughs> wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. You're just a ringer. You just got walked, like, walked in here. Like, Are you bluffed? lost? Yeah, you're trying to, you know. <laughs> so, so um, um, to make a long story short, I got, I, I did the show, and um, from there, I kind of went back to it. So I, I did that show, and then right after that show, I did a, another show for um, a, um, a theater group in in Oradell called Bergen County uh, Players. In fact, the the director there, the director of a show that was happening in Bergen County Players, w- went to go see Rent, and um, he saw me, and he like I got an email and say, look, I saw you in, in Rent. Um, we're doing a show up in Oradell. Do you do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to audition? I said, yeah. So I went to Oradell. Um, I auditioned for the show, and I got the the part then there, and. Um, from there the rest is history so then after that is when actually because um kathy invited me she went to church i started actually going back to church then and it was just perfect timing it was Mm -hmm. one of those things that i I started getting back to church to theater and then when i went back to church the liberty center was just finished being built i think it was 2009 and i remember pastor gary uh took me on a tour of the the theater and I i remember it like it was yesterday like he was taking me around and I started crying. Mm. I started crying just because it was um, like just this perfectly orchestrated thing by God. Mm. How perfect timing of, of me getting back to what God created me to do, um, to come back to church just when this building, this, this facility was being finished, which those that are, you know, don't know, the Liberty Center is, it's, um, it's a church. Um, first, but it's also a, a, it's a re, redone theater. Right, um, it's a vaudeville a, theater. A lot of history yeah, here was, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. It was built in the nine, eight, uh, nineteen, like the early nineteen twenties, and um, yeah. So he was taking me. They completely renovated. Beautiful space. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. They 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 renovated it in the style of Carnegie Hall. So like that burgundy and gold and. And here I am, he's taking me a tour and he's showing me this and, and God just started putting all these different thoughts in my mind, like mm-hmm. all these different things of what to do. Like it was like supernatural, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, you know, it was definitely supernatural. It was definitely the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, all these minds, and, and I guess that's what over, like just filled me with this emotion is, is that God was just giving me all these different things all at once. And I just, the, the only way it just manifested in, in crying. Um, and and yeah, that's what got me to back. And um, so then what happened was the first thing that God put in my heart was to do Godspell. And I brought it up to Pastor Carlos. And I was like, hey, pa- Pastor Carlos, this was like literally two months of me going back to church. Hey, Pastor Carlos, I, I uh, want to do, you know, a full-blown musical. Full-blown musical you know, production. Like, I never directed a show at the time. Oh, he man. didn't know, but I, 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 I convinced him. He didn't know. I want to put on a full show. And um, he was like, all right, just send me, just give me a, a plan, a budget, um, just pretty much a presentation on paper of how you're going to come up with this. And uh, that, that sounds like uh, the start of something big. Yeah. And, and I did. I just, again, without really knowing, you know, because I never did the whole producing, directing part. Of, I, oh, my background was... Um, um, performance. I never like. I took some, you know, some directing courses, but that's not what I went to school for. So I, I, I put all that stuff, and and then I, um, I gave it to him, and then the senior pastor at the time approved it, and 
a year later, we did Godspell, which was the first show for Connection Productions. So first show of Connection Productions is Godspell, which is a classic musical. Mm-hmm. Musical from, what was it, the 70s? The 1970s, 70s, yeah. So 1970s mm-hmm. musical focused on the Gospel of Matthew, mm-hmm. as I recall. Why did you choose that play? And what does Connection Productions mean? Um, I chose that play, and not to sound like super spiritual or anything like that, but I, I really, it's just one of those things I felt God just put in my heart. Um, there was, I had no, I had no idea about, I mean, I, I knew about the show before that, but it was just one of those things that um, I, I was introduced to the music randomly. I don't even know how I was introduced to it. And I, I listened to the music, fell in love with it. And um, yeah, I just like, I just want to do it. Like there's just, there wasn't really a specific reason rather than, than just like, that's the first thing that came to my mind and nothing else. Like there was really nothing else that I wanted to do first, except for that. Um, and of course, just being a church setting and stuff like that, I thought it was, it was great, um, you know, and not do like a, a traditional, like a passion show or anything like that, but do something where um, someone who is, is unchurched will know what it was. And, you know, which is, that's what the whole Connection Production was. I didn't want to, we called it Connection Productions because at that time, there's a, a service for young adults called Connection. And um, we just called it Connection Productions. But the whole goal of it was, was to put on a community theater group in the city of Elizabeth. Um, in it, of course, we're in a church, but that was different than a lot of other quote unquote church theater groups. And you know, growing up in the church and being all these shows, one thing that I I remember is that the only people that did the the, the church shows were church people. And um, I wanted to do something different where you you op- you have this theater group that um that you allow people within the church to express their artistic gifts and talents um of course put the gospel out there but at the same time open up the doors for people unchurched people and quote unquote un you know saved or non-christian people to come in and audition and be a part of the process and um well, yeah because god spell was was a broadway music broadway this, this Tony is not award some, winner i mean right so so one of the reasons, you know, a Godspell is because you could do both. You could, you know, show the gospel, but at the same time, people that are unchurched and, and no theater know what Godspell is. Um, it was written, written by Stephen Schwartz. It was one of his first shows, um, who he also wrote Wicked. What, and at that time, I mean, Wicked was huge. So, I mean, people knew. So it was one of those things that, um, you know, was given an opportunity. So when we had auditions, we opened it up, and I, I remember um, I, I, we had the panel. People were coming in, and um, this girl, um, I'll say her name. Um, so she, she did Rent with me, and uh, her name is Christine Sanders, amazing singer, actress. I mean, she is amazing. So she walked into the audition room, and she looked at me. She was like, Louis? You know, she had no idea that I was doing the show. She had no idea that I was directing it. And um, again, that's the whole point of it. The point is, and, and you know, Christine, you know, she, uh, she wasn't going to church or anything like that. But, you know, we opened up the doors. The church opened up the doors for anyone to come in to do uh, um, a show. And we did. So she came in, auditioned, got the role. She killed the audition. And by killed, I mean, she did an amazing job. And, um, 
yeah, so that's that's how we started Godspell. I think that's important because a Godspell is a well-known musical, Broadway award-winning, everything like that, and it also is about the gospel. And mm-hmm. I think that your choice in doing that is wise. It draws people in, like you mentioned, uh, Chris Sanders before. I went to college with Chris Sanders, so shout out to you, Chris. And um, you know that uh, you drawing people in to the facility and to do this whole thing like you said at the audition she's looking at you like wait you're doing this you're the one running this she thing had no idea that no I was... idea uh-huh. that's a beautiful thing yeah and it's a beautiful choice too because it, it does make a lot of sense so this is the first thing now your feelings about this you're doing a full musical production it'd be live pit the whole deal lighting costuming set design everything like this is this overwhelming for you or is this a challenge you're just meeting this challenge and said this is what we're gonna do and you you have the blessing you have the backing what comes first so um yeah the hardest part of putting a show like that was everything um just, just <laughs> mostly because um I've, I've never directed a show before um i've been in a lot of shows but directing a show and being in a show uh, is completely completely different not anyone who not everyone who acts could direct and definitely not anyone who directs could act believe me uh, there's a lot of directors out there that are not good actors but there's people but they're amazing directors so um and just because you're a good actor doesn't mean that you could direct so um so yeah it was challenging because there, there's so many parts of it and and also godspell is a very difficult show to direct because there really isn't a plot there isn't um um, a beginning, middle, and end. It's just um, just a show with different um, parables. And what you have to do is, the, the challenge of it was taking these parables and making it a story from beginning to end and doing it in a way that um, you know, the, the, the audience could connect with the, 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 the audience could connect with the actors and the characters on stage um, and be entertaining. You know, so, you know, it was a challenge, you know, especially the good thing about it was that it wasn't a huge cast. And, you know, throughout the years and directing uh, uh, the, the things that make things, what makes putting a show easy and, and more difficult is the size of the cast because you're just directing more people. And the more people that you have to direct, the more difficult it is because you're just dealing with more personalities and things like that. So this was a cast of 10 people, 11 people of super talented people. So they they made my job much easier, but just to put on the show, um, I I had no idea. Um, every part, every segment, every section of it was a learning process. Um, but you know, it was just trusting God, you know, j- just knowing that He put that in my heart. Um, and um, you know, from reading and things like that, and just trusting the process. Um, you know, again, I, the process is always something that I've been that I was passionate about. So, you know, you, you have to see it. Um, you, can't lo- you can't look at a show from like the big picture. I mean, as a director, you do. But when you work on the show, you can't look at it as the big picture. You have to work on it piece by piece and then put those pictures together. Because if you look at it as one big thing, you'll overwhelm yourself. Mm. You'll get anxious and it, the, the, it'll just be too, it, it'll feel like it's too much for you. Was it a success? Um, I think it was. Uh, I think so too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just. I want to know your mind. I remember when I, you know, seeing seeing the performances, I was amazed by it. Obviously, there's people who I 
know personally in the cast. I mean, my wife Kalina was helping in choreography. So we had a, you know, it was a great cast and your brother was in it. So, you know, I thought it was, it was great. Your, 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 uh, your wife, yeah. Ashley, who wasn't your wife at the time. Yeah. We'll get to that later too. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a story with theater with that as well. And you putting that all together, um, you must've just felt uh, just so proud of, of the process, like how you mentioned it. Cause I, I really, I really enjoy what you're saying about the process. And I, I think what happens sometimes, such artistically is that the process, the grind, it, it, it grinds people. It really does to the point where sometimes there's a, either an inability or an unwillingness to even enjoy the fruit. And it seems like in this, you've, you enjoyed the fruit of it. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you, you enjoy the fruit of it. I remember opening night, I was in the balcony. And again, um, you know, I, I tend to be an, an emotional person. So, I mean, I remember being in the balcony opening night and um, like, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. And something that I, I, I learned, um, and I still do it, and this is how I operate. Um, when, when, when a director's on stage, you know, he's part of the team, right? He's, it's, it's the coach and the players, right? The players are on the stage. And, you know, the director does his job until opening, jo- opening night, and the coach just steps away, and he lets his players do his thing. So. Um, like there's nothing that I can do during show that will make them perform any better. So, um, being there over, opening night and um, you know um, just the relationships that we established, the hard work that was put into it, um, I felt like a proud daddy. You know, it was more. It wasn't more about me, but about what I've done. But it's it was about what the actors on stage are doing. And I think that's what made me emotional, not of what I've done or what I did, but man, these, these actors are killing it, you know, and, and also seeing like where they came from. There's some, you know, one of the thing with that show is that there's different actors at different, different levels. You know, you had Christine, Chris, who's a professional, right? Um, she trained for this, like, this is what she does. And then you have other people that it was just like doing this for a favor. Hey, can you do me a favor? You sing really well. Can you be in the show? And, you know, they had a more difficult time, but then when it came to the show, just seeing them shine and, and seeing them um, come from where they came from to just put on an amazing show was definitely overwhelming. Godspell, by my count, I believe it was 10 years ago. Yeah. 2011. So, yeah. Celebrating that we would, this, this year was 10 years that we started. How many productions have been in connection productions since 2011. So the past 10 years, um, I, I know a few because I was in them. Uh-huh. So I know you had Godspell. We had uh, The Christmas Post. We've had Musical uh, Comedy musical Murders. Comedy murders. Uh, Which one was, what was the full title of that uh, one? The Musical Comedy Murders of 1940. Okay. Uh, we had uh, Cafe Murder, which I believe you're a part of it too. I was in that one. Um, that was a lot of fun. We had uh, The Choice. We had um, One Voice. We had Love Took His Breath Away. We had the story. I mean, there's, oh, I forgot about Love Took His Breath Away. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Is there more than 10? I definitely. Yes. That, yeah, because there's, there's some times that we did like two shows a season. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, I um, yeah, I, I kind of lost count. I, I didn't come prepared with a list of all the shows that we did. But um, I, I, we did a lot. But one of the things that we, we've done art shows, because the whole purpose of Connection Productions is to just bring the art to, uh, to the city. Um, and, you know, started off with shows, but I remember one day we did an art show I remember and, that. um, 
and it was called uh, Garden State Perspective was the name of the show. And it was an art show. And I just reached, I, I, I just went to Van Gogh's ear and um, they have art on the wall. So I just like took like the information of the artists uh, of the, the art on the wall. Um, I called them, met up with them and said, look, we're going to have an art show. And I just want you to bring, you know, your art to the Liberty Center. And we, we had about six artists. And we brought their art, put it on the wall. We had live entertainment. We had food. They're able to sell their art and they did it. So I wasn't just limited. I, I, when we did Connection Productions, I didn't want to limit it just to um, uh, performing arts, but also um, fine arts or fine arts? Visual arts, fine arts. Fine arts. And, uh, arts. and again, not one per- I think there's only one person that brought their art that, you, that were like, quote unquote, Christian. Everyone else was just unchurched, just like people from the community that just, and then they came into the Liberty. I'm like, wow, this is a church. And I'm like, yes. And mm. again, that was the point of it. That's it. Right? For, for, for someone to come in, an unchurched per, per, person to come into the church and be a part of what we're doing at Connection Productions and say, wow, this is a church mission accomplished. Yep. Period. Right. Right. And, and um, there's so many times in the 10 years um, I've heard that so much. And, um, you know, for me, that's more of an accomplishment than any production put on stage. Is there a production that you're especially proud of? Or, or you know, I'm not trying to have you choose between which one of your kids is the favorite. But I am asking you which one is your favorite. <laughs> um, so the, the show that, 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 was, that meant the most to me um, would have to be a Christmas post hmm. can you tell us why <laughs> i was in that one so yeah, yeah. I, I i have a little bit Which, of uh inside knowledge but we, that was a fun one but, yeah. but go, go on yeah sir. Go so on. so um so you know shout out to ellie he he actually came through because i had a cast member who um wasn't able to to fulfill yeah that's uh, right i forgot about that part yeah that's right. to to fulfill his commitment to doing the show so ellie just stepped right in yeah so with the christmas post was the first show that I didn't direct. And um, actually, I remember I reached out to, shout out to, to Nicole um, Ocasio at the time, Arias now, and um, longtime friend, super talented. Um, you know, we, we did shows in high school and stuff like that, and, and um, super talented. So I reached out to her and I was like, Nicole, I need you to direct this show. It's like the perfect show for you to direct. Um, it has, has dancing, it has everything. And I need you to do this because I can't do it because I want to be in it and I'm going to propose to Ashley, which is my, now my wife. Whoa. Yeah. So um, I proposed to her that show was like the last scene of the show. Um, and I wasn't even supposed to be in that scene. And all of a sudden I interrupted the scene. Um, I just walked in, in character, <laughs> in character. I walked in and... and uh, you know, Ashley was like, what is going on? She thought there was like a fire. <laughs> she thought there was a fire and people had to evacuate the theater. I came in um, and then I broke out of character and then I proposed to her and uh, she said yes. So that was, de- that's definitely, um, plus, I mean, aside from it just being a great show, I mean, a Christmas post, Nicole did an amazing job. It was like your typical sing and song, like, musical dance big dance numbers um i loved it um uh, but again you know uh, i'm a little biased because i ended up proposing to my wife um my then fiance you know so that was a good time i it remember was. that moment too and that that was obviously it's an emotional moment and you know 
some people don't like proposing in front of a you know a huge crowd of people. I mean, I did it. I proposed in front of a huge crowd of people, so you know it's not an issue to me. But I remember that moment. I remember the um, the surprise of it. Obviously, it's literally at the end, like the last scene of a full, like you said, singing song, full musical, and then you just walk out with your character voice, and she's on stage thinking, "Oh my goodness!" And then you know you do the moment, and the whole place erupts. Roof comes off the place, the whole deal. And that, that was a huge moment, but it was appropriate for you, obviously, right. and for her. And, you know, here you are years mm-hmm. later, right, with family. So uh, that, it was beautiful. It, that, that was a moment, a huge moment. And I can understand why, even aside from that moment, why you have such value on that particular production, because it was big. It was a, there was a large cast. You had, I mean, there's children in the cast because it was a full... Uh, the, the, the show we're talking about, the Christmas post, it was a full like town uh, setting yeah. and it was a store and all these things like that. And that was a, that was a big, it was a big one. So and, it was and, great. And something that I really loved about that, uh, that show is that it was the first show that I, I took a step back from uh, directing. Mm-hmm. And of course I was acting in it, but I went more into um, artistic director and producer kind of mode compared to now when when i was directing a show i did i I kind of did all the roles i did the role of you know i had had multiple hats but now i was able to take a step back and give someone else the opportunity to direct and then i started doing things that i really wanted to do uh, in the past that i wasn't able to do um you know um so you know nicole and i working you know side by side and and kind of she would tell me what she kind of wanted done and then i would as a producer or artistic director um kind of like do everything in my power to to make that happen um where you know when you direct it yourself and you're doing the artistic it's, it's hard to do that because you're trying to balance both things i um, mean i think that's one of the reasons why the show was was so good um was, was done so well is that given that opportunity to for someone else to direct it and her kind of just shining and just giving her the freedom. But then all those, and then also do all those things that I wanted to do in the past, but wasn't able to do. So there's a lot of things that I wasn't able to do in other shows that I was in this show. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why the show was such a, a, a huge success. It definitely was. It definitely was. Going through this process, directing, producing, you know, you're, now you've done a few different things, acting. So you've done acting yes. or, perfor- or performance, we'll say yeah. more broadly. You've done performance. You've done the directing. You now have done the producing. When we talk about creativity, you have a vision for how something's going to be? Or is it in terms of like a big picture vision? Or is it you have like a smaller vision? And then as you go through the process, it just you see how much wider in scope everything is. Can you talk about that process? So um, depending on the, the, the show that, that you're in, so like it's, it's the creative process varies depending on the type of show that, that you're doing. So if I'm doing a musical, which music is the main thing, um, you know, I'll sit down and listen to, you know, some, just picking a show. I'll just listen to sometimes 50 different shows. and um, most of the time, it's just skipping after song because I, you kind of know after listening to it once. And then you listen to a song, or uh, and and then all of a sudden you listen to the second song of the show and the third song of the show, and then you know I'm listening to it like nonstop obsessively. And then as I'm listening to it, that's when I start to visualize the show 
um, of how it's going to look. So each scene, when someone says a line, how it's going to look, uh, to the detail of how they enter the stage, how they exit, um, the blocking. Um, and it wasn't always like that. Um, when I started Godspell, since I didn't have any p- a point of reference to, to it, um, it was hard. The, the creative process with Godspell was a little different than other shows because I didn't have a point of reference. But once I start, you start doing other shows and you have that point of reference and you know how to, you put the show together, you listen to music and you start to visualize all those different things. And then you, know, you break it down into number to scene and how each scene is going to look. And then um, that's how I go into rehearsal. So I, I don't think of it, um, of course, I, I, I see the show of how it's supposed to look. But it doesn't matter what you see in your head. It, it really doesn't come to life until you have a rehearsal. So there are times that I had a scene planned out exactly how I wanted it to look. Everything, like to the entrance, to the exit, whatever. And then you put it on stage and it just doesn't work. So the creative process, part of it is planned. And then a lot of it is or just organically happening. And that, that's the beauty of theater, of live theater. But yeah, when when I when the the creative process, it's um, just skin and bones first. Um, but then after that, once you it gets on stage and you work on it, and the process starts, that's when the meat gets on there, and um, with the help of of the other actors. Which you know, every director is different, but some directors they really don't want the the feedback of the, the actors, like. If if if, if we're doing a scene and I've worked with directors that I'll put my input on how something maybe should be and not like uh, being like um, um, like cocky or anything like that, but more like, can I try to do this? Uh, there's a lot of directors that say no. You know, I was never like that. I, I never say no to um, um, I never say no to a suggestion unless unless the suggestion we already tried and it doesn't work. So like if someone said, hey, can we, can we try to do this? And I'm like, that's a good idea. I thought of that. But if we do this, then this won't work. And then we can't do that and this. And they're like, okay, makes sense. But if someone brings a suggestion, I'm like, let's, let's do it. Let's try it. Very, very experimental. Absolutely. The artistic part of it. Right. And that's how I try to work because, um, you know, it, 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 it does a lot. It, it does different things. One, it, um, it allows the other actors to just put their input in a show. And two, which again is my ultimate goal, and just a goal as disciples, uh, as as Christians, is to cultivate and develop talents that other people have. And something that that I've seen is when directing a show, and is is seeing other actors and how they, the questions they ask, um, the way they th- do things, the 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 suggestions they give, and you know if they have an eye for putting a show together or not. And there's people that I'm like, man. If this person had the commitment and the drive to 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 do this, they'd be a really they'd do a great job directing, um, just because of the insight that they have into a scene and things like that. So th- that's one of the great things about just kind of giving uh, freedom to the actors to to try things. Um, but ultimately, um, I make the, the final decision. But but at the same time, give that freedom to the actors to to try things and experiment. Would you say then in the craft of acting, is there Obviously, this is art, and art is very uh, subjective in a lot of ways, right? Open to interpretation. Would you say there is good acting and bad acting, or is that more uh, depending on the context of things? For example, I mean, there's plenty of people 
out here all over the place who have no love for musicals <laughs> and they don't like musicals. They think musicals are, you know, silly or just eh, not my, my cup of tea. Then there's people who love, you know, gritty drama, like real deep gritty drama. And, you know, they talk about how the acting, like the acting is so good. What does that mean to you? Good acting, bad acting, or if something's, uh, I mean, is there really a genre that's, uh, you know, corny, so to speak, or is this just all one of those, Hey, it's art. It's in the eye of the beholder. You make your judgments, and that's just how it is. Um, I think that it's yes and no. So, um, so I think there's bad acting within the the genre of 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 you know. There's good and bad, good and bad performing based on the genre of what it is. Um, I think it's different than like let's say, um, like let's say fine art or you know fine arts or visual arts where you know art is art. You know, so it's it's subjective. You're like there's a piece of art that could be on a wall, and I could think it's ugly, and you could think it's great. But if you're doing, um, like, let's say, um, a musical, um, either someone sings bad or they don't. Um, either a scene, uh, someone act, is acting good in a scene or, or, or not. Um, um, so it's a combination. I mean, like, for instance, then there's also preference. Uh, so, like, for instance, like, you know, when we did Godspell, um, we, it, it, it was done in a style of, of, like, a vaudeville. So it's very showy very um out there i i used to tell the actors like i want you to perform every scene as if you're performing to a five-year-old like that's that that's what i told them i said i want you to perform every scene as if you're performing to a five-year-old just because it has to be done in that style very theatrical now someone might see it and like this is a little cheesy but you when when you see it within the style of how it's supposed to be done how godspell then you appreciate it um you know if if you watch uh, um you know, a, a silent film, you know, from back in the day, like you can't judge it based on a Marvel's movie now because it's two con- completely different movies and different genres. That makes sense. So, so like I could look at a film from like, let's say, I don't know, the thirties and, and like appreciate it for what it is. It's the same thing with the with theater. You know, I could go to um, uh, a small uh, black box theater that fits 20 people and it could be a, a one man show and have it's just different than going to see like let's say wicked or the lion king on broadway two separate shows you can't compare like you can't go to the black box theater and be like i did not like it because the lighting there was no special effects or nothing like dude come on like it's apples and oranges you know so yes i think um you know you you have to compare theater to to what it is and um so yeah that's my answer it makes sense. I mean, it's and it, it helps to have context, right? You said a black box theater versus a massive Broadway production, or in different genres, right? I mean, genres make a lot of difference. Yeah, like first is when we did a when we did the 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 dinner comedy, which is I loved it because it was the first time. I, it's it's something that I always wanted to do. It's something that Pastor Gary always wanted to do too, is to do dinner theater. And when we finally did it, and we loved it. But that style of acting in theater is completely different than like a drama. You know, you're playing to the audience. It's very uh, campy. It's very slapstick. It's very in-your-face type of comedy. Um, so, like again, you can't compare that to another form of comedy. Um, so, so you, you know, you have to take it for what it is. Let's do the lightning round. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. So lightning round. Let's just, we're going to go with some questions. 
and you just gotta you just gotta go for it. Okay. okay? So whatever comes to mind, you gotta go for it. Trying to analyze it too much. I know it might be hard. Yeah. <laughs> it might be hard. All right. Who is your favorite actor? Jeffrey Rush. Do you know who he is? I know who he is. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, why? Do you want to know why? Oh, I, don't, do you, I just. Oh, I sure. mean, no, Jeffrey Rush. Um, <laughs> super underrated actor. Uh, doesn't get the credit, and um, um, he blew me away with a. There's a movie that that was out in, I believe, in the '90s, late '90s. Yeah, called Shine. Um, he played this pianist who like had a nervous breakdown, and it was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen by anyone. So, favorite actress. Um, Mel Streep. She's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know it's it's an easy answer. Um, it's almost like if I would have said Tom Hanks for best actor, or like <laughs> Morgan Freeman or Denzel. You know, but um, it, it's it, I don't know. She's just um, like when you see her do her. Like first of all, she's so versatile. Like she could do anything. Um, unlike you know other actors that like it's kind of like Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise and every Meryl Streep. It's just so versatile, and she's she's great. She's great. Favorite stage play production? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross by David Mamet. It's a play uh, by David Mamet. There's a movie that, that was, came out in the 90s with like an all-star cast. I think Al Pacino was in it. A um, bunch of really big actors. But yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I saw that show on Broadway, life-changing. Life-changing. I saw it with a, a good friend of mine who is no longer alive. But um, it was the first time I saw a, a play on Broadway. I've always seen musicals. I've mm. seen a ton of musicals. But it was the first time I saw a play. I saw it and I was blown away. I was blown away um, for two reasons. One, um, just knowing the style of... of so P- David Mamet is a playwright. Just to give a backstory. So David Mamet is a playwright and his style of, of writing and directing, everything has to be DLP, which is dead letter perfect. That means that you have to respect, almost like Shakespeare, you have to respect every line that's written on the paper, every punctuation. Like you can't, there's no space for, you know, for improv. And that's David Mamet's style of, of writing. So when I went to go see this and wa- just watching a scene with a guy on the phone saying, having a conversation with someone else on the phone, and he's like, yeah, no, 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 can't, can't, can you let me just a simple scene like that that sounds like it's improvised it sounds like it could be done in a different way and then you look on the paper and the actor did it exactly how David Mamet wow. wrote it every every can I no, no, you know and you look at the script and it's like n n o c a n t you know like i can't you know, it's it's written exactly how he wrote it so when you when you uh, when you know that and you watch a play like that, it just makes you pre- and then the performances were just amazing. Um, so yes, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, favorite film. Um, I would have to say this is an easy one: Godfather Part One. Um, just oh, because it's a classic, it's classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, it's just for me, it's like I mean, there's there's other films that I could say this about, but it's the, the perfect film. It has everything. It has just good writing. It has action. It has a little bit of violence. <laughs> it has, it has, um, I mean, it has a, a lot has of memorable lines, memorable and lines. The, yeah. the acting, it's on my list for it, sure. The acting, um, it's just, and it's such a, I mean, any movie that is like four hours long and I could literally stay up and just watch it scene versus scene. Um, it, that, that speaks for itself. Um, okay. Last one here. Ready? Mm-hmm. The one role 
that you would love to play. It could be in film, theater, all the genres. But if there's one role out there that you yourself, you're like, man, I really want to play this role, what would it be? Inspector Javert, Les Miserables. Wow. Um, it's, for me, it's always been like a dream role. I remember when I was at AMDA, they, they, would, uh, they would have um, like mock auditions and um, every, rehearsals um, or classes where they would just have mock auditions and uh, cattle call auditions, which means that you're just in a line and like literally they just make you stand, like you're in a line, you just stand forward, say your name whatever question they ask you. Sometimes, sometimes they'll say, uh, say your name and your, um, where you're from. You know, or sometimes they'll say, say your name and what is your dream role? And you're supposed to practice of what it is. And I, you know, they said, you know, say your name and what's your dream role? And I would always step forward and say, you know, Louis Torado, Inspector Javert, Les Miserables. And it's in, in fact, it's also um, a dream show that I would love to one day do um, for Connection Productions. I mean, it is quite the animal to do. Um, it's daunting, um, but it's definitely a dream to do. And when it's done, you better believe <laughs> that I will be playing the role of Inspector Javert. So, um, yes, that is my dream role. How can we pray for you and for Connection Productions? Um, just pray for for what the next step is. Um, you know, one of the the the, the biggest things about um connection productions and just putting on a show is the, the, the time that it takes and the, the dedication to the project. And, you know, my life 10 years ago is completely different than my life now. You know, my life 10 years ago, I was single, you know, when I started, you know, no kids. Um, so the commitment and the time that I was able to put into it is different now than, um, you know, married with three little kids, one, you know, four um, a two-year-old and an 11th month old. So um, it's just kind of the new season and what God, the direction that God wants us to, uh, to be in, whether it's delegating certain things to other people, um, you know, me taking on a different role, um, you know, things like that of what direction, um, of course, with the same mission, same goal, but as far as the direction that um, God wants us to go. Amen to that. Well. My man, Louis Torado, actor, director, producer, husband, father, great dude overall. <laughs> many roles, many hats. But you, thank you so much. You forgot Met fan. Mets fan. Yes, yes, yes. Mets fan. <laughs> Mets fan. And of course, the biggest one, the biggest one, a man of God. Amen. Man of God. Thank you so much for your time sharing the creative process. Connection Productions will be happening. And I'm sure there's people who are interested, chomping at the bit, wanting to know what's the next step. How can they be a part of it? Unlock those talents and everything like that. But thank you so much for your time and sharing the creative process. Thank you for your story. Thank you for having me. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. You can also join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's story. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.